You're listening to The Call with Willie Morris and Cody Warner. It's a daily podcast designed to get your day started. What, what do you think the most important lesson is that you've learned over the years, building new companies, selling companies, advising companies, all that good stuff? Let's get this thing. Good morning, Cody Warner. Dude, I'm not Cody. Oh, <laughs> my dog didn't like that either. <laughs> no. <laughs> so today's podcast is a little bit different. I'm actually here with my good friend, Solomon, who's another tech person, entrepreneur. Cody has the day off. It is him and his wife's anniversary, and so they are on a little vacation. And instead, I've got Solomon with me. Yeah, I'm taking over. See you, Cody. I'm the new host here. I'm the new host in town. <laughs> so why don't you give a, give a little bit of a background about yourself, who you are, the, the quick elevator pitch of Solomon. Oh, it's a big elevator pitch. Um, well, uh, started a company with my dad back in 99, a vitamin supplement business online. We built that up. Uh, it was called Vitamins R Us. Sold that business in 04. Worked for an investment bank for a while. Started another startup. Uh, competed with LinkedIn. Didn't do so hot, but we did end up selling that company. So LinkedIn just slapped you down. Yeah, they, they definitely slapped us down, yep. And taped us to the floor. Um, so uh, from there, started another company called Advise.me. It was an early stage startup accelerator. Uh, had a pretty awesome mentorship team. Uh, did very, very well for a while. And while I was there, I had so many opportunities being passed to me to start a new company uh, from all different walks of life. And I, I kind of couldn't help myself. And, you know, after a while, I ended up moving into um, starting a new company called Boxes, which was a social collector platform um, with my co-founder, Aaron. We worked on that uh, for a number of years. We actually founded it in 2012. And um not too long ago, we sold that company to Loot Crate, if uh, you're unsure of Loot Crate. Loot Crate's another big subscription company. So right, my background was in the subscription side recently as well. Uh, Loot Crate is a monster in that. So Loot Crate bought boxes from you. Correct, correct. And um, you know, after we, while, we, while we were at boxes, we learned a lot of things and discovered many different opportunities. So um, as we knew the sale was happening, the team and I, uh, started to focus on a bigger, better opportunity. That at least, at least that's what we felt was a bigger, better opportunity. You still feel that way, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, just uh, in February, we, we launched our new company called FanMeo, which is a fan experience platform, basically giving fans that opportunity to actually meet with their heroes online our, on our platform, and uh, that's. Uh, that's, that's, that's where we are today. That's where we are and today. so the reason Solomon is actually in New York is because him and I were actually meeting, uh, each, meeting with each other and then a few other meetings. So just as a heads up, if you haven't seen my last video, uh, FanMeo is actually one of the companies that I'm actually involved in now and helping Solomon with a few aspects of that. So uh, we're actually here and then leaving this week to, to LA. But while he was here... I thought he's such a, a great person. Instead of doing this podcast solo while Cody was gone, I thought I would bring him on and we could talk a little bit about maybe some of the lessons he's learned 
uh, over the past couple of years, get his his best uh, advice to people in the startup world when it comes to entrepreneurship, and just kind of see where it goes. So let's uh, let's just let's just start there. What's uh, what's your what's your top what what do you think the most important lesson is that you've learned over the years with building new companies, selling companies, advising companies, all that good stuff? The biggest lesson. The bit well, the best. Also, you guys can't see it, but Solomon just muted a phone call from his mom to keep to this that, podcast. Man. Yeah, this is more important. <laughs> mom can wait. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the, the number one thing when building a company that I feel I learned, and I think any person that's been building a company would agree, is you know to build a solid team. Uh, team building is. The number one aspect of any opportunity you're working on because, one, no entrepreneur can do it on their own. You need a, a solid team of people that um, share the same mindset, that can work together uh, to accomplish what you're trying to do. And um, if it's a good team, not just technically with their skills, but you know they have the right mindset similar to yours in some capacity <laughs> – uh, you guys can get, you know, as a team, you can get through anything, thick and thin, and you know, it's very, very important. So when it when it comes to teams, I just want to jump in real quick because yeah. because I, I think something that a lot of founders expect is they expect, the, and I hear this sometimes, is that there's an expectation that the teams need to work as hard as you do, but I think there's also the flip side is that the team, you right, it's not necessarily their baby, it's not their project. So there's a little bit of a disconnect there. So how do you how do you deal with that from a founder's perspective? Well, personally, um, when I'm building, when I'm trying to add someone to my team, I, you know, and I'm and I'm having those first initial interview type conversations. I am, you know, selling them the opportunity. I am pitching to them the vision that I have that the company has. And I, you know, I need to find that individual that sees it like I do. But there's, but with, do you, would you say that there's an expectation that they work as hard as you or do you um, understand or not? Because I think that's, that's I, a, there's differing views among I, uh, the, entre- in the entrepreneurship world. You know, it's hard to say as hard as me, but yeah. certainly I would expect them to work pretty damn hard. Um, we all have to be there needs to be some unity between us we need to, as a team and you know if you see the long term vision and we're all sharing the same goal to kind of get to the light at the end of the tunnel it takes a lot of hard work and dedication to get there and sacrifice um, you know to say as hard as me I mean I, I wouldn't necessarily say that you would hope that they would work as hard as you but uh, you definitely want somebody who's willing to put in the time put in the energy um, not a nine to five type of person, generally speaking. I mean, at the early stage of the company, uh, not to say you can't work nine to five, but it's just, you know, conceptually, but you want to find somebody who doesn't look at it that way. Somebody who's going to be there bright and early or get there, you know, start whatever time they start, but they're sticking in the hours, you know, working late because they're really passionate about it. They really see that vision. They want to put in the extra mile to get the job done in the best way possible both from a technical perspective from a timing perspective from every perspective that matters to the company and so like you know to say as hard as me i really think is is irrelevant you know everybody plays their role you just you just need to know that they're working hard and that they're doing more than 
as a startup, I think it's important that they're doing more, making a bigger, better effort than you would working in a regular corporate, you know, nine to five type of job. Yeah, I think that's the thing that I think there's this this glamorization of the startup world that a lot of people have in their heads because they just read about all these big exits, but they don't understand that in order to get there, you are putting in like blood, sweat and tears daily. Correct. Would you agree with that? Of course. And so what would like and then as a as a so as an employee, so put yourself as in a, like a a team member's shoes, right? Cuz I think there's also this idea that everyone needs to be an entrepreneur now. And I think that's vastly incorrect. I think most people probably shouldn't be entrepreneurs. <laughs> they can be members like you can be you can join a startup. But if you're joining a startup, what should you look for? in the founder what should you look for in the like the founding team right because i think i don't think we talk about this very much there's and there's a lot of uh i think there's there's definitely specific characteristics that you might want to think about before you join a team just because the project looks cool well well first of all if you're looking to join a startup of any kind you know number one um you have to be sure of your belief in what that company's doing now and what the vision is, the future vision of that company. If you feel strong about it and you really you know, think that it's something for you, I mean, the first thing you need to assess you know, going into it is, um, I guess, one, the company's position as it is at that time. And two, of course, taking a look at the team, yeah. just like me as an entrepreneur, heading a company and like bringing on the right people, you coming into a role, uh, you, you know, you're taking a big risk of your time and, you know, and, and a lot of a potential sacrifice. So you need to be sure that the people that are also involved that are helping drive this company to the end um, are one capable, are just as passionate, that get along and all that good stuff. So what are some, what are some, I want to distill this down to like some really easy takeaways. So like what are, I'm just going to like throw this out there. What are some easy red flags to look out for if you're trying to join a startup around maybe the founders or the culture? Like what are those red flags to you that you stick out and they're like, oh, if I saw that now, I might, or if I saw that when I was first starting, I might have been excited because the project's cool. But if I saw that now, like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, for me, and, and, and tell me if this answers your question, but yeah, yeah. When, I, when I'm trying to bring somebody on, um, you know, red flags for me are. No, no, think, switch, switch it up, switch it up. Oh, so, so, you, so you're saying. If you were joining a startup, like, let's say you knew what you knew now. Oh, of course, of but course. But you were joining a startup. Well, what are the red flags for, like, when you see, like, a culture or uh, yeah, I in mean, the founders? Well, first, the first word I'm going to use is divas. Divas. Yeah, if you see divas, run, run, <laughs> get away, like, escape as fast as you can. You don't want to be in an environment where you have. You got to be, be more specific on the diva sh- thing. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll elaborate to an extent. Because <laughs> then if I elaborate too much, I might be insulting some people. <laughs> but, um, you, know, you know, going into it, you know, generally as a startup, you're a small team. And, and the first thing you want to see is, you know, uh, some sort of unity between the team on every type on every level like you know the vision the, the culture the personality the fit like that whole the environment needs to feel good 
And, you know, if you have one sour grape, it affects everybody else. Um, and when I talk about diva, I mean, there's all sorts of divas. You know, there are people that can't take constructive criticism. There are people that really think they know it all and um, really can't object to their opinions. And uh, or they get very emotional. So emotional people um, that are expressing their emotion in a a negative, aggressive type of way is a is a huge no no in any company, but especially a startup where the team is like really small. It's good that you clarify the emotional thing because I feel like so like it's okay to be emotional as long as you can channel that in constructive ways. That's that's not. Yeah, that's I don't not mean emotional. Yeah. I don't mean emotional like someone came and had a conversation with you and you get all teary eyed. <laughs> I mean emotional like somebody said, "Hey, look." I think that it should be like X and you're like, you know, you, you know, you just walk out and slam the door or you just you're in Slack and you leave the channel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and there's definitely some people that if they hear this, they'll definitely relate to what I'm talking about. But, uh, you know, you don't need drama. You know, there shouldn't be drama uh, in, in a startup. I mean, I think, you know, everyone should be. Um, easily taken by other people's opinions and work together collaboratively to to work towards that end goal i mean it should be yeah. a very friendly fun environment to work in and so that, like that's so is that your big red flag like just look out for like negative attitudes well that's part of it There's, divas egos sour grapes that sort of that's thing. a huge red flag yeah. Yeah, yeah uh that's that's because again small team you want the right you're taking a risk of potentially a lot of your time may, about to make some pretty significant sacrifices you want to make sure that you're getting into bed with the right people for the long term um, and uh, you know if, if you see that there are di- some dynamic issues there with the team then it, 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 you could be just getting yourself involved in a bad situation yeah I think that's good I think we can actually end, we'll just end it, we'll end it on that that's a good that's a good ending now yeah I mean there's a lot of other uh, you want to do like a lightning round? You want to like, like, if I give you like a minute, you're like top next three. You want to see how many bars I could spit in sixty seconds? <laughs> yeah, I want you. To, <laughs> I want you to freestyle on this podcast. Well, um, I'm not really a rapper, so. But I mean, look, that's that's definitely one thing you want to also look at, uh, to the best that you can, the company's finances or have whatever understand. I mean, look, sometimes the CEO and the entrepreneurs don't really want to disclose. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a hard thing to look at as someone who might be, like, fresh out of college or early on in their Correct. career going to a startup. Correct. But you want to, to the best of your ability, you want to try to get an understanding of that. I mean, ask the CEO, whoever's bringing you on questions, and, and, and kind of analyze the answers to make sure that, you know, you feel comfortable with that company's current and short-term financial position, at least at that moment, if if the finances of the company mean something to you, I mean some yeah. some startups, you know, start without much funding at all, and it's just the whole equity. But, play. You, but you should have an understanding of that before you join, is what you're that, saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So you need I to think, try to have some others because you don't want to get in and you promise the world and you discover the company's out of money in thirty and, days. And that's uh, I think that's one of those uncomfortable questions that are uncom- uncomfortable conversations. That's better to have early than late. Because while it might be a little awkward to have that conversation, I think if you're if you're younger and coming out of college or something and joining a startup, it's way harder having that conversation when you find out the company is going to close down in like a week and you 
you know, you haven't paid or something, right? Well, it's actually pretty easy at that point. You say bye. You <laughs> say bye. See you later. That's right. But, that's right. but, I, but I got something very important here. When I'm interviewing people yeah. and they start questioning me, no matter the company's finances, yeah. the company's finances could be phenomenal. But when they quit, or it could be poor, I don't know, I'm just to make the case. Are they poor? No. <laughs> but okay. look, to make the case though, when you bring somebody on and one of their first concerns, one of their first concerns are like the company's finances. I got to say, as, as someone heading the company, it's a bit of a turnoff. I don't like to see people being very driven and motivated by the money up front as a yeah. startup. You need somebody. So what I would recommend to the person on the other side getting involved in a startup is just be careful how you ask it. Yeah. You know, don't come in and try to act like the hot shot and be like, yeah, tell me what your bank account looks like. Yeah. Don't be like that. You know, just try to very soft, softly understand in a very respectful way of what the company's financial position is. Um, because being aggressive and trying to, you know, come in there and like calling the shots and trying to demand potentially for some very sensitive information is a big turnoff. So I, I, you know, just be cautious of how you ask it and try to be very friendly and respectful of, of how you present that question, those questions. Yeah, that's great. All right. Awesome, dude. Well, thanks for uh, jumping on with me today in lieu of Cody. Um, see you, Cody. Cody, this is, that's it. It's, it's the Willie and Solomon show. So. Cody, you and you and Solomon might have to fight over me. Yeah, we'll play some poker. I kind of. <laughs> Where's the better hand? All right, well, that's all for today. Catch you guys tomorrow. Back with uh, with the normal crew, maybe possibly if Solomon gives up his spot now, and uh, and that's it.